Transcending the Veil. Okay, welcome back, Klaus. Today, we want to talk about lucid dreaming. And I think what is interesting, maybe a general note, we've now published a bunch of episodes that cover a spectrum of different topics. And when we look in our backlog of ideas, what we still want to do, <laughs> I would say there, there are even more topics on other um, areas. What is fascinating, it is kind of, we have a dialogue on topics and it goes out into the world. But for us, it's very tricky to, to see what kind of feedback there is, right? We, we see the numbers of what, list, what, what episodes are listened to most. Sometimes we, from people we know, we get direct messages as feedback and maybe there's going to be a bit more interaction with the audience that we can talk about it. But what I found fascinating is that we too discuss things that we have as topics with our two, let's say, points of view on this topic. But there's so many more people that have different points of view. So I think what would be interesting to get that voice on here as well to get other input to talk with other people so i think we just just to throw it out there get in contact and let's do some recording together to get more uh, a wider spectrum of of points of views onto a topic but yeah let's let's have a look at the topic of lucid dreaming that we want to discuss today uh, can we start by you maybe give us an idea what is lucid dreaming what does it mean certainly are you sure you're not dreaming right now yes i am i'm why? fully awake why are you sure i mean for me when i'm dreaming i never realize when i'm dreaming but you know, there are these things what happen to you in a dream that sometimes you, you're very scared or, for example, that you die or something scary happens and you're suddenly awake. And there is this misty feeling about a dream, right? Is, is, yeah, there is, yeah, I would call it a misty feeling where now it is very clear and precise what I perceive. Uh, so I, I would say from a consciousness perspective, I would say I have the perception that I am fully awake. Aware. Aware, awake and aware. Yes. Yes. And why do you think that doesn't happen in the dream state? I don't know. I was hoping you can answer that question. <laughs> I, 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 I have a theory. All right, let's let's dive into that theory. Okay. Uh, can I remind you that you also explain what lucid dreaming actually is? Of course, of course. And dreaming is what we are currently doing, in my point of view. I know that many people have uh, many people know this uh, nursery rhyme. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. 
Yeah. And this, in many cases and in many experiences, life is a dream. I used to believe that the so-called spirit world was something else than this 3D. 3D is just coincidence or something physically cannot be spirit world but it is just one world out of millions or infinite possibilities and all of them is mm, full of energy full of spirit so the essence of lucid dreaming is actually first step is to realize that we are in a dream you and I are talking, we see each other on a screen. We might not remember much of the conversation after one year. And it is the same when you wake up from a dream, you, you go to sleep at night, you wake up from a dream, and you can remember just parts of what you dream, unless you note it down on a dream journal. So it's the same concept. But time does not exist when you sleep because you are there in whatever energy form that we have in those in that state of consciousness yeah so that that is still a discussion point in itself what what yes. actually happens to us when we sleep to our yes. mind to our soul consciousness and so on but all right yeah. let, let's state we, we are sleeping okay so we could argue that actually what we are experiencing right now is part of a dream it's just a very real one. Okay, yeah. Because we are very aware of the words and the pixels we see on the screen. We are aware of everything that's happening around us. Right? So we are lucid. We are aware. That state of um, awareness, we can bring into the dream state as well. And... There are methods to do that, and we can go into that later on if we want to. But essentially, lucid dreaming means waking up in the dream. In my words, lucid dream essentially means that I, when I go to sleep and I start to dream, I can get consciously aware of the fact that I'm actually dreaming, and I can sort of, from a consciousness perspective, can wake up. I'm still sleeping, but, you know, I can now understand, oh, right, this what I'm dreaming right now, I understand I'm dreaming, and can I go then further and say, right, I can manipulate my dream as well? Can, can yes, I do things in my dream? Okay. Exactly, exactly. In, in those dream states, there are no constraints. Um, what I have found um, is that when I, when I dream, I can, if I'm, I manage to become lucid in the dream, aware in the dream, I can do whatever I want. I also believe that we bring some part of our identity with us in that dream state. So my identity as Klaus, I bring into that state, I usually also bring my perception of a body, male body. And that gives 
input to what I experience there. But if I relax my mind, I can become whatever I want and I can go wherever I want. So it is, there is a connection to the identity that we have and we bring that into this other state. So in that state, you can use it for problem solving. You can do it for exploring whatever freedom you give yourself in that state. You can fly, you can walk through walls, you don't die. Uh, you can talk to animals, you can talk to uh, objects, you can manipulate matter. I have done a lot of healing work on random people, on random objects, I would say even buildings I have healed. And when you do that kind of work, healing work in that, let's call it a state of mind or dimension, the, the structure of a building completely changes. It is like Minecraft in hyper-realism. Can you very quickly explain Minecraft? Because I, for myself, I don't actually know what Minecraft or what it is, but how it works, I don't know. Imagine a virtual reality, like a game. You're playing a game. In that game, you're able to manipulate buildings. You can change uh, how a building looks. You can change the color. You can put windows in it. And using your intention in this game we can call it a lucid dream you can change everything ah right okay so now since we've established what a lucid dream is could you go a bit into how you discovered it how did it come into your life the topic of lucid dreaming lucid dreaming was something that I discovered in my 20s, and this is probably 30 years ago. I, I started reading books on uh, hypnosis. Uh, my, my dad had some, some books that I, I read and I got really inspired, and that led me into reading books on psychic phenomena, and in those books, lucid dreaming was mentioned. So I immediately started reading about it because that sounded really fantastic, like having that ability to actually have that freedom in, in the dream state. And the more I, I read about these uh, topics, I, I even uh, bought some books on Amazon, I believe it was back then, on what is called astral projection. And in essence, I believe it is the same Many books make um, claims on the, these different bodies that, that we consist, energy bodies that are uh, as layer beside our physical body. And they call it astral body, etheric. And to me, that I'm, I'm keeping my mind open to that. And some call it aura and all that. For me, it doesn't matter. Can, can I quickly ask you to explain a bit the astral projection? Because that, that is a word that is coming up sometimes. 
but what does it actually mean in itself? Because you, you also mentioned hypnosis. We now talk about lucid dreaming and now you mentioned astral projection. So can, can you explain those? Uh, what, what are the differences and how do you make the link? Some of it, astral projection is, I think it's a, a term, a concept that was uh, coined, let's say, um, 75 years ago. Yeah, for, for me, the, the word, I think the first time I heard about it was probably due to a book. But what I found interesting in, in the movie, Out on a Limp, that term comes up again. And I think that that's a movie from, I think the 80s, maybe 60s or 80s. I can't remember. It's quite old. Yeah, I think in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. And there they talk about astral projection or even astral journeying, which is sort of an out of body journeying. And I, I would regard it as remote viewing in a sense but even not sure if that is an accurate description. So how do you define this word, this word of astral projection or astral journeying, if I may add that into the mix? I don't have a clear definition, to be honest. Out-of-body experiences and lucid dreaming is also a, a mix of uh, concepts essentially it is the same remote viewing is also something that we can put into the mix and make hopefully a very beautiful cake out of it uh, the essence is that it gives freedom and this is what i'm looking for so the freedom of spirit when we are in this physical 3d or three-dimensional or three uh, third density we are restricted by uh, our own mind, basically. And we've been indoctrinated to believe that the world is only physical. And this takes a lot of energy or mind work or inner work to actually realize that this, what we experience now and we call it Earth, is just one world out of infinite worlds. So it is a spirit world already. So. I started reading about this and I had my first out-of-body experience when I was in my 20s and I could not really control them. I, I started reading books by Robert Monroe and he, uh, he was, at, uh, I believe, a TV or radio producer in, in the 60s and he had audio equipment available to um, replicate the sounds that he heard in his ears when he went into the out-of-body state. And those sounds is what he calls hemisync. Hemisync just means that our two, um, um, our brain is synchronized. The left and the right hemisphere of the brain are linked. And if you compare it to, for instance, the psychedelic state, mushrooms or ayahuasca, there are brain scans of, of people on those uh, plant medicines, and you can see that the brain, um, that both hemispheres are synchronized. So essentially, it, it is similar to a psychedelic state. However, the, the, the trance that you have to go into 
and now we can talk about uh, brain waves, uh, theta brain waves, which is below the regular uh, level that that we are in now. And hemisync is uh, just one of them. It's a tool to to uh, entrain or push the 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 uh, brain wave vibration into a lower state where you can experience things like remote viewing. Remote viewing is an ability all of us have, and just like learning to to uh, to ride a bicycle, remote viewing can be learned as well, as can lucid dreaming, astral projection, out of body. It can be learned if the desire is there, the intention is there. Of course, we can do it. Yeah. So, just wanted to ask. So, Robert Monroe is. I know him from the Monroe Institute, right? And there was even yes. a documentary about it, about remote viewing, how the CIA used this institute for the agents to train and basically in the Cold War times, they did a lot. So this is how I got to know him, but you got to know him via his books. Um, and, and you talked a bit about remote viewing and that is probably mainly associated with Robert Monroe and yeah, the hemisync is a very interesting approach where you listen to audio, which is between the left and the right ear. It is off by, I think it is one hertz. It's not much, very little. So technically, uh, in order to entrain the brain to reach the theta state, which is, let's say, five hertz, um, you have to put, you have to make sure that the audio they're here in your left and the right brain is different or there's a difference in five hertz oh, so it five. could be 100 hertz yes 100 hertz and 105 in the other and in between there's this five uh, hertz frequency and the only way to induce that is having those audio input via headphones only yeah yes via headphone yeah it's very interesting because for me what i found interesting is with this hemi-sync approach via the monroe institute I was actually able to meditate that due to this, that was the only reason that I, after years of trying, were finally able to meditate. So it is, let's say, the beginning state before to go into remote viewing. So that that is interesting. But since you, you just mentioning reading that book about this topic, how did this topic get you into the topic of lucid dreaming? my sudden interest of um, the experiences of the stories that Robert Monroe shared in his books led me to have that experience myself. And when I got that experience myself, I was lit, I was on fire. Because suddenly I realized that, first of all, there is part of me, whatever that is, that cannot die, that can experience something outside of the body. I remember uh, at a time where I I was lying in my bed in, in the apartment I, I lived in and I, I woke up next to my bed. I was sitting on, on what I perceived as a bed and I looked around and I could recognize, I could recognize everything in my room it was dark, it was night, but somehow, somehow I could still see. 
And it didn't occur to me that I was still sleeping. My body was still sleeping, but I thought, okay, I, I need to go to the toilet or something. And then I, I stood up and suddenly I, I turned around and saw my own physical body in my bed. And I got so afraid, I got so frightened. And I immediately, because of the fright and the fear or whatever it was, I was back in my body. And still when I, when I talk about it, I, I get goosebumps because it was such a profound experience. And I realized that I, I had to, I had to uh, experiment with this. I, I want to have more experiences with this. So now you described a situation in your life where you all of a sudden, uh, well, after you sort of got into this topic via a few books, you found yourself in a lucid dream. You, you realized in a dream that you're dreaming. You looked at your body and so on. But in the beginning, when we started talking, you were saying, right, there's actually a method to train this. So can I ask you now, which I wanted to ask really in the beginning already, how the fuck do you train this? I mean, yes. isn't that like what everyone wants to do? How do you train that, that you you Good. are aware that you are dreaming and yeah can do things or whatever it's probably different for everyone but yeah yeah, yeah. i can give i can give some guidelines yeah as i said as i said in the beginning it's about awareness intention and awareness in the lucid state uh, or in the lucid dream state when you look at texts on signs for instance could be a license plate, license number on a, on a car, or it could be a street name. When you look at it and you turn away and you look at it again, the names changed. So that's one obvious way to see that you are in the dream state and that can trigger you to wake up. All right. So, okay, so, focus on any written word essentially or any yes, name plate, yes, anything. Yeah. Yes, yes. And the way you have to do that is in this current state that we are in, read, you know, uh, put attention to what you read. It can be the text in front of you on the computer screen. Look away, look at it again. If it's still the same, then you are still in 3D. But you can train your awareness to do this all the time. And that, um, that habit you take into, you keep it, and you take it into the, the, the dream state. And you can wake up in the dream state because suddenly you've been training this for a whole week and suddenly you see a sign on, on whatever you, you're seeing on a street name, for instance, and you start doing the same. Okay, look away, look at it again. And suddenly you realize, okay, the, the name has changed. And then you realize, okay, now I can actually do something about this. Yeah. So the other thing that I can, I can really recommend doing is also because in the lucid dream state, you can walk through walls. You can fly, you can do whatever you want. You're not restricted by physicality. So one thing you can do is actually many times during the day, try to put your hand through a wall. Put your, your hand on a wall physically and push it with intention, I'm going to push my hand through this wall. Do it several times. You know, 
the, the clear picture I've got in my mind right now, that kind of, you know, in big cities, that people start to push walls and try to run through walls because yeah. <laughs> they all prepare for lucid dreaming. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. So these simple techniques that I just shared, like uh, reading signs or having a desire to, to walk through walls, um, you carry that habit with you in, into the dream state and eventually you will reach, you will do the same habit in that state and you will see another result and that will trigger you and you will wake up there. Okay, so these are now two techniques in order to, when you are in a sleeping state and dreaming, to become aware that you are dreaming and start to interact, let's say, with your dream. Going back to that book or the approach of Robert Monroe, he approaches it from an awakened state. So one story that um, Robert Monroe shared in one of his books, in his out-of-body state, he could, he could go wherever he wanted, still, still observing the 3D world. He could go to a specific uh, woman and he could pinch her. And the woman actually could feel it. And after he came back out of, well, into his body again, they had a conversation and he asked her if there was anything unusual happening. And she told him, well, I felt this pinch. And he said, yes, that was me. Hmm. So you can manipulate physical matter in that state. Out-of-body experiences versus lucid dreaming, I still don't have a clear understanding, perhaps, of what what the difference is. Okay, so if I want to get into lucid dreaming, I really need to train to get into a habit of either consciously really seeing written words, look away, look back and see if they've changed or not. Mm -hmm. Or I need to really, yeah, get into the habit of always testing that the wall is really solid. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a funny one. Wow.